not so much the boys are back. We've always been here. But Jamie is off today, and that means we're uh, going to need someone to uh, text us some serious estrogen to calm us down today. Because yeah, the uh, testosterone is going. Yeah, I'm good and fired up. Uh, it is messy out there on the roads. We do have Renee here to we keep do. us in line. That's right. Uh, which is an important thing. And she said she would. Yeah. Uh, we do have some some messy roads out there. I don't know what they were like, but they had already, you know, the t- could the timing have been worse uh, for oh. this little snow squall? No. Uh, so it's just enough of a layer of moisture to mess things up. Where the trucks are, are have been out and they are out, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 pretty good. But it's yeah. about twenty one degrees out there. That's uh, ten or eleven degrees better than we were yesterday. Uh, for the kids that are going back to school, and there are still some school closings. You can find them at wjr dot com. Um, it's it's going to be a little bit friendlier at the bus stop today, especially since the winds have uh, kind of died down. But when you see that shininess somewhat. out there on the roadway, don't. Just expect that it's just wet. It could be black ice. Exactly. Meantime, are you looking for a little a hint of spring here? Always. Four weeks from tomorrow, the Tigers will have their first full workout. Woohoo! There you go. A little bit of spring coming your way okay. in just four short weeks. And before you say, well, it's the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we used to say that about the Lions, we sure too. Did. We sure so, did. uh, you know, and, uh, it's, some really good vibes coming off the Visit Detroit meeting with the Commissioner of Football yesterday, Roger Goodell in town uh, to promote the NFL draft that's coming up here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's just, a, I think, 98, 98 days, days from now. now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike Tirico leading that discussion. And one of the interesting things is he said, you know, before we came out here, we were having a discussion about officiating. Oh. And they had a, they had a good point. They said, you know what? Receivers drop balls, quarterbacks throw interceptions, running backs fumble, and defensive players miss tackles. Yet we expect the officiating to be perfect every time. And is that a fair expectation? Do we need to adjust our thinking that these folks are still human? And uh, Goodell was asked about the officiating, and to a pretty skeptical crowd of Uh of Detroiters said, He's happy with the condition of officiating in the NFL. And I'm proud of our officials. They do an extraordinary job. They aren't perfect. It's, you know, they're making decisions out there in a matter of seconds. But what we've seen in a variety of circumstances this year, without getting into any specifics, is they get it right and they're still criticized. And, you know, there are two teams out there. Um, so, you know, is he offsides? Is he not offsides? You've got to call it. Um, you know, that, this is part of their, their job. Um, they, they are the hardest working people I've seen. Um, they take great pride in it. They're individuals who work to try to make sure they're contributing to the game. But we add technology to try to improve that, too. So I'm, in, I'm very proud of what they do. Yeah, and, but that leaves unsaid this. When they do screw up, mm-hmm. and there was no question that there was a screw up there, when they went back and looked at the tape, why isn't there more of an appeals process? That's right. Hopefully That's an efficient one, because that determined... The win or the loss. It did. It was a determined it made the outcome. It was outcome. It, yeah. it changed the outcome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't he kind of sidestepped a larger question about what are you going to do about correcting what we saw in Dallas uh, that may have cost the Lions uh, a number one seed. He did talk about the fact that look, um, sixty million people have an opportunity to watch this NFL draft. And that this is an unprecedented opportunity for the city of Detroit. And he had some advice for the city of, based on all of the other cities that have done this, Mm -hmm. from from Nashville to Kansas City and beyond. 
what he thinks will be the key to success for Detroit. The number one thing for us is to try to, to tell you, do it your way. We want you to do it Detroit style, right? We want you to sh show what Detroit fans and the passion and the community and the downtown, if that's where the location is, and, and let people understand what Detroit's all about. And you won't get a bigger platform. Our, our draft here will probably reach 60 or 70 million people over the three days. There are not many opportunities to do that outside of a stadium. This is going to be where everyone's going to see the people and the places that make this community special. And at the end of the news conference, he, he's, he talked about when his thinking on the sometimes hapless Lions mm -hmm. changed. What do you think that moment might have been? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know, because I was going to ask you, uh, and I always wanted to know, when they kicked off the NFL season uh -huh. and it was the Lions versus the, the Super Chiefs, Bowl champs. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, wow, we, we, we're the first, we're the kickoff the Lions are? How did we get that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't have the time to play the bite, but it, it came down to this. He said, when the Lions went into Green Bay with nothing at stake, and beat Green Bay at Lambeau, he said that's when the discussions began about, should we have this team oh. kick off the season against? Let's find out what these guys are really made of. Wow. We love the culture that's created here. The moxie in Green Bay was impressive. Mm -hmm. Let's see what these guys can really do. And then they went out and beat them. Wow. And that, was, I thought, was a really interesting yeah. moment. We'll, uh, we'll check in with uh, some of the... Stuff we had there uh, yesterday. Meantime, some uh, polling coming in on the Michigan Republicans, by the way. Mark your calendar. March 2nd at Huntington Place is going to be the date that the GOP gathers to basically choose two-thirds of its delegates uh, and determine whether or not uh, who, who they will be voting for in the nominating convention coming up. Um, those delegates will be determined uh, in uh, earlier in March, I believe it's, uh, excuse me, February, I believe it will be February 15th when they gather in congressional what about a leader? conventions. That's the question. <laughs> During who's, all of this. Who's going to be holding the gavel hey, at right. this March 2nd convention? Who is going to be chair of the party? Which faction of the party? You know, they're all very MAGA. Okay. Yes. They're all on the same page, I think, uh, for most of the delegates for yeah. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But who you know, will it be? Christina Caramo? Who will it be? And will they get their financial house in order in time to make an impact? We shall see. Uh, but right now, two competing polls that are really pretty hard to. You know, the one thing that it says is Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire is a dead man walking. Uh, no more than 5% of the vote for the Florida governor. Um, Nikki Haley in one poll is tied with Donald Trump, 40 percent each. She is certainly surging there. Um, and uh, again, uh, DeSantis down to just four percent. That's from a group called uh, American Research Group. But then there's another one, uh, Boston Herald, Suffolk News coming in with uh, Donald Trump holding a commanding league, 16 points ahead of Nikki Haley. But again, uh, Nikki Haley showing that when she said that this is basically a two person race, she may be right. That's mm -hmm. kind of what it's, uh, it's shaping up to be with those polls. There is some word out of New Hampshire, though, that New Hampshire Republicans are a little disappointed that Henry, that uh, Nikki Haley is not giving them more face time there. And when she does, she hasn't been taking questions from the audience. And she hasn't really had a big Q&A with voters since she had that Civil War gaffe right. a few weeks ago. Right. She kind of stepped in it again a few days ago when asked about uh, racism in America. Mm -hmm. And she says, America has never been a racist nation. I think some Civil War historians would have some uh, some things to say about that. But 
Uh, still, the, the, the outcome in New Hampshire clear as mud. One tied, one with Trump with a commanding lead, but Nikki Haley moving on, I mean, on she the, spent, up, the outside she, rail. She spent most of her money, though, and I thought in time in New Hampshire, even more so than Iowa. Well, she split her time, and let me tell you, there's a lot of um, second-guessing about Ron DeSantis' strategy of putting all of his chips into Iowa because he's got no gas left in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and now he's got to try to reboot in South Carolina, and that's going to be a problem for him. But uh, uh, a lot of Republicans, not necessarily never-Trumpers, but never-again-Trumpers, mm-hmm. who are saying, you know, neither campaign may have – both campaigns have made some gaffes here. Uh, and the guy that's not making any gaffes right now, at least not on the political battlefield, is Donald Trump's Donald campaign. Trump. Their that's ground right. game has been extraordinary in all three places. Uh, so murals, uh, guy, before we get out of here, uh, Detroit uh, has uh, six murals that are causing a stir after the city council refused payment due to a contract oversight. The city allocated $215,000 for the artwork, but... Detroit Planning and Development Department Director Antoine Bryant failed to present the contract to the council as required by the city charter. He admitted his mistake. Conrad Mallet Jr. uh, emphasized the council's crucial role in approval. With the absence of approval, the city won't respond to the vendor's invoice. The vendor, Street Art for Mankind, may pursue some legal action, which I think that will happen. And even uh, Conrad Mallet said they probably will pursue legal action and we'll probably come to some type of settlement and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, to know that the money is set aside, but you still have to go before city council to get a vote to spend it. And these murals are all with the idea of pleasanting, you know, making this a more pleasant and appealing Absolutely. place for the visitors for the NFL draft. That's it. Yeah. Uh, when we come back at 635, going to be talking to a gentleman who's trying to unite the Michigan Republican Party, a gentleman from Oakland County who wants to be the new chairman, Vance Patrick. We'll also be talking with folks in Washington about this stalemate over Ukraine and Israeli funding and immigration. Senate GOP says we're on board. We believe that we got some good immigration pledges from Democrats. House GOP saying not so fast. We'll get into that uh, before the hour is out. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Rick Stroud, the Buccaneers reporter for the Tampa Bay Times. Let him size up the Lions opponents. It's all ahead on JR Morning at 619.